welcome everyone. My name is Colin Campbell and I'm the editor of the Journal of Advertising Research. And I'm super excited today to be here to discuss a brand new paper that came out this uh, recently this year. I'm here today with Ross and also Farnoosh. Uh, Ross is at the University of North Texas and Farnoosh is right near me. She's at San Diego State University. And we're here today to talk more about their new paper that came out, Is Your Brand Protected? Assessing Brand Safety Risks in Digital Campaigns. So I really love this paper because of the fact that it's such a, I really think an important topic and one that's been understudied as well too. But to start us off, um, could one of you or both of you give us a bit of an overview of what your paper goes through, what your article goes through now and discusses and finds? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you kind of alluded to it, that it is kind of this growing concern amongst advertising that a lot of them are using what's called programmatic advertising, where they allow algorithms to kind of place their ads for them. And there's a lot of benefits to that, right? They get a lot of impressions at a lower cost, um, and they don't necessarily need as many resources dedicated towards advertising sometimes to be successful. However, on the flip side, uh, there can be some negative uh, potential effects as well if their brand is displayed next to what they consider to be offensive content. Um, so basically, our paper uh, kind of took a two-pronged approach on that. Uh, first, we asked a bunch of practitioners, did a practitioner survey. Hey, are you concerned with brand, uh, about these risks? Are you aware of them? What specific types of content are you concerned about? Um, what are you potentially trying to do it, to address this? And then we uh, took it into a laboratory, did a lab experiment and showed that, hey, yes, this threat is real. Uh, if your brand is displayed next to offensive content, um, we could get a little bit more into that. We actually chose what we thought was a relatively conservative test, uh, not super offensive content uh, as compared to some of the content they were concerned about um, and did find that, yes, willingness to pay decreases, uh, attitudinal uh, attitude towards the brand, attitude towards the ad uh, decreased as well for consumers when they saw that negative content as compared to positive content, basically. That's really interesting, right? Oh, cool. So it's sort of a whole new type of context effect, right? Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned the conservative test, right? So tell us more about what you did as a conservative test and um, what you think could be the more even extreme version of that. Yeah, so um, I think when brands really started being concerned with this content, it was when their um, brands were being displayed next to truly awful things, right? Like terrorism, hate speech, nudity, uh, and stuff of that nature, those incidental uh, negative exposures. And we kind of had them rate what specifically they were concerned about. And those were the things they were most concerned about. Also illegal drugs, biased content. Um, but we just chose negative news stories. It was a little lower on their list okay. because we thought yeah. if we see, um, if we saw an effect with something that's relatively benign, we thought it'd be, you know, kind of a conservative test, like I said. So for us, uh, we just looked at a news story, the positive news story, uh, was a police officer working with um, uh, children in an underserved community, kind of improving their perception of the local police force. And it was really a heartwarming video. And then, unfortunately, the negative video was a dentist that was performing some unnecessarily harmful procedures on uh, children. So and they were just both news stories that were 92 seconds in length. So, And you saw like a really big effect coming through in terms of, you know, how people responded to the ads that were placed in those particular contexts? Exactly. Yes. And uh, we also showed a strong difference in willingness to pay as well. So they'd be willing to pay less. Uh, the ad we used was McDonald's. They'd be willing to spend less at McDonald's than those that saw the positive video as well. 
That's interesting. And um, do you have any sort of like um, hypotheses around what do you think is driving that effect? Like, is it an attribution that they're supporting the news story or is it something else you think that might be causing that to happen or? Yeah, I think um, Farnoosh, it's, was it the, uh, oh, what's that? That attitude uh, we used in the, I'm trying to think of that. The period. negative effect. Negative. Yeah, yeah, just that negative affect in general is just spilling over. Um, like like you said, Colin, I mean, it's kind of building off some of that context effect research that we've kind of known to some extent for a while. Um, but yeah, it's so basically attitude towards the ad, or excuse me, attitude towards the environment spills over towards attitude towards the ad. Pretty, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. So I guess the major implication then is just advertisers should be concerned where their ads are being placed. But I'm guessing there exactly. might be some other nuances as well, too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So any any other sort of nuance on that? Or is it just sort of the general kind of like, this is concerning and, and advertisers need to be more aware of what's happening with where their ads are going? Um, so just a couple other little nuances we found. Um, basically, executives are a lot more concerned with this than like individuals at the manager or like director level that are generally more actually tasked with like implementing these policies uh, and the executives are actually willing to spend more on these, um, you know, if they could guarantee safe placement, but they're not necessarily the ones that actually make those daily decisions. Um, a couple other things we found, um, she had just lost my train of thought, but basically. Um, if oh, I could <laughs> jump in, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farnoosh, you so, go for it. Thank you. So <laughs> in our, um, in our um, survey of uh, brand managers, we also asked them if they're willing to pay more to, to kind of uh, to make sure that their ads is placed in a safe environment. And we got a significant response that, yes, more many of these advertisers are willing to actually pay, I think, up to 50% more uh, price yeah. premium to ensure that yeah. their uh, their ads is um, placed in a safe environment. So I think there is this opportunity uh, even for uh, advertising uh, platforms and uh, to kind of like uh, pursue this more safe environment because it seems like there's desire from advertisers for that and it can be over time, hopefully be beneficial and profitable for uh, for these platforms too, if they make sure that the ads are not placed in an unsafe environment. Yeah. And, and just a quick follow-up on that too. We actually just saw like a week or two ago, I don't know how long ago it was implemented, but very recently Facebook rolled out a new process where when you like want to display uh, ads with Facebook, you actually have three different tiers of the level of brand safe and the more safe placements are more yeah. expensive. So they are trying to implement some of those policies right now. That's interesting. They read your paper. There you go. Read your article. Yeah. Yeah, is doing a good job of getting a good press. So maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. To what extent I'm curious too, because I, I looked into this a little bit a couple of years ago. I was interested in this as well too. And I didn't see a lot of like providers that were offering those kind of options. Are is, is Facebook Meta one of the first ones to do this? Or are there other ones that are offering similar stuff, or is it still kind of unexplored? And you don't know it's okay too, but I'm just curious. No, yeah. I mean we had yeah. we had some discussions with again, it was a different context, it was native advertising platform, but it seems like the platforms already have this built into their system for like very extreme content. So obviously it's very extreme. Right like nudity or tourism so it seems like they already do some sort of wedding uh but again i'm not sure if something that all platforms seems like not all platforms do that like again we have seen examples on youtube that ads were paired with this uh unsafe content which 
made a lot of advertisers actually pull out from YouTube for that reason. So it seems like there is some uh, some bidding happening, but it's not <laughs> obviously enough. And it's like, again, different platforms have their own. Uh, it's not a universal uh, thing that it, they apply. Different platforms have their own uh, probably measure of what is considered unsafe what is safe again that that could be uh, uh debatable and it's also can be contextual like some political content uh may seem right. unsafe depending on people's political orientation um so again it's not a very i mean it there is some it seems like there is some vetting happening but it's obviously it's not enough to prevent from those negative consequences yeah and one thing they've tried to implement is what they call keyword blocking. So if a certain word is in the video, in the article, yada, 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 they're just not displaying with it. But some evidence kind of suggests that that's actually really, really conservative. Like over 40% of New York Times articles would be not allowed to be advertised on and stuff because sometimes it is just a word in passing, right, in a sentence or something. So that's almost too conservative. So that one of the main ways people try to combat this doesn't necessarily seem to work as well so that's interesting so like there is a need based on what you're finding with your quantitative you know experiment right and there's also definitely a desire to pay as well too so it seems like a perfect sort of market opportunity you know that advertisers could really be embracing to make more money and also be serving a real you know solving a real problem as well too that's very cool yeah um i'm so curious now this is a nice lead in as well too my last question of like where did the idea for this come from Right. You just have really good intuition with like what these um, you know business ideas and hot topics are, or did something lead you to this? Or I wish we had that, but no, it it really came from a discussion with um, someone in the advertisement community. So we were working with a company; it's an um, advertising serve the ad serving platform uh, for another project. And uh, when we work with practitioners, one of the questions that we ask them usually to kind of get to see what are the interesting topics maybe for research is that we ask them a simple question is that what is about your business that keeps you up at night? So what are the things right. that you're concerned about? And I love that question. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then the CEO that, uh, that company actually mentioned this brand safety that it seems to be a big concern for them and also for the, so they work with different advertisers and it seems like all of them share this uh, this concern about brand safety and where their ads are placed. Um, so we were very excited. So we went back to literature and we searched for that. And surprisingly, we couldn't find any research that addresses that issue in terms of online advertising environments. So we thought this could be a, a perfect opportunity to kind of introduce this to the uh, literature and also do some uh, exploratory research on that. So hopefully we can continue working on that and explore more uh, more avenues related to this topic. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super cool. Um, I'm curious as well too, because I know like, at least for myself, like my research runs into challenges and roadblocks and things that are difficult going through the process. Did you encounter any in yours in this particular article or in doing this article or was it relatively smooth? It never is smooth, right? No. <laughs> so well, that's not just me. Of, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so again, one of the things that I just mentioned that we were so excited we couldn't see any research on this topic, so we were excited to work on it, and then we send it to review process. We kind of got pushed back that hey, this is not a new topic. <laughs> so there are 
some seminal papers on advertisement that look at specifically in like TV advertisements. For example, they looked at what's the impact of like happy versus sad TV programs. So if your ad shows up with those oh, the uh, programs yeah. and yeah, there was like uh, pushback on like, hey, this is this is not a new topic. It has been studied many, many years ago. So that was, I think, one of the challenges. So we always have in research, we have to show that the contribution and the importance of topics so we kind of had to build more on this this is hey this is a new area because it's the company doesn't have much control like with tv advertisement you have more control over you decide where your ads wants to be showed but here we have like millions of websites and you can't really control with this kind of programmatic advertisement so we wanted to kind of we kind of try to motivate the topic by the importance of the context and how important it is for uh, for online advertisement community. Yeah. So that That's was really one of the main challenges. <laughs> yeah, and Any I think Farnoosh might even be able to speak to this too, but you know, at one point we thought, oh, could we actually partner with a company and see if they're struggling with these effects in the real world? And Colin, I know it's shocking, but no firm wanted to like willingly chose to have their ads displayed next to offensive content and see how it hurt them. <laughs> so uh, that was a little bit uh, of an issue uh, going through the process. Yeah. Too. So yeah. I actually tried to do a small experiment on my own. So I helped some family businesses with their advertisement. And actually, my sister-in-law has a beauty salon that I and I helped her with her Google advertisement. And I kind of pitched to her, hey, will you be? interested if I run some banner ads for you on different websites no cost to you we covered it's, it's for research in um, not that I wanted to in intentionally hurt my sister-in-law's business but yeah but she was she was okay with that but again it was it didn't work because it was like again very hard so we had to identify some specific websites and we just couldn't get enough impressions and that's the beauty of this kind of like programmatic one they they help you to scale up so they give you access to all these different millions of impressions different website which when we tried to do it in a controlled experiment with a specific website it didn't really work so we're hoping to have some like field study uh to enrich our findings but uh, that didn't work for us and as ross mentioned companies obviously are not very interested if you tell them you want to put their content paired with a negative unsafe content yeah i can imagine them being kind of leery right although probably there's some that they're doing it accidentally anyways right so maybe there's potentially some data that could be mined from, from the stuff that's already happened i don't know but no definitely it's like there's there's some effects that are just tough to tough to study with a ministry partner for sure yeah. um, what about the interviews right uh, you had an impressive you know first um, study as well too you went through and did all of those um those interviews and talked to practitioners right was that challenging to go through and find all of those to talk to you or was that pretty smooth or so for that one, we went with a marketing agency because, again, it's always hard to get, if you want to run it on your own, it's always hard to get a good response rate. So we work with a, a advertising agency, a market research firm company named Sentiment, and we have worked with them on other products. So they have a consumer panel, but they also have a business community panel. So we kind of give them what kind of uh, people we want to target, and they helped us with that. So it's more expensive than running a study is on MTech, but uh, it was a good context for us. We, we could get a sample size in a um, relatively timely manner to be able to um, run our study. Oh, that's awesome. Very good. Very, sounds very useful too. Yeah. 
So next big question to kind of write out here is where to next? And another reason I love your article is the fact that I think that there's so many different opportunities to, you know, extend this and look at different facets of it. So what are some of the ones that you think are you're, you're most excited to look at next? Yeah. Uh, one for me that I think would be really cool is how long these effects actually last. Right. So in our experiment, it was pretty much, yes, immediately we know brand equity and attitudinal loyalty, willingness to pay decrease. Yeah. Does that last for weeks? Does that last for months? We don't know. So we think that'd be um, a really neat follow-up study. Also, uh, another potential one is the difference in brands, right? In our experiment, we used a really well-known brand. We used McDonald's. Uh, people all, pretty much everyone knows McDonald's. It's one of the most like commonly known brands and logos. Um, and we, and you know, you could probably see arguments either way that a big brand's going to suffer more from that or a smaller brand is going to suffer more from that, right? Uh, I think you could potentially make an argument either way. So I think it'd be interesting to see if someone followed it up uh, looking at that as well. Yeah, that would be interesting. And I think one other interesting avenue to look at is that, okay, we know this is a problem, but uh, what are the mitigation strategies that firm can use to kind of uh, mitigate this? negative effects so what are they doing so we had one question very briefly asking in our um, manager survey but i think uh, looking at that into more depths would be very helpful so what are the specific ways we can what are the specific recommendations we can have for uh for practitioners on how they can you know uh, reduce this potential harmful effect on their brand i think that would be another interesting in manager relevant and helpful uh piece of uh topic to study yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wonder as well, too, what about like categories? Like, do you think that there's certain product categories where there'd be less of an effect or certain types of brands or products? You know, I imagine some might be more sensitive to this and other ones might be, you know, less sensitive and maybe they could actually even take advantage of the fact people don't want to advertise here. Maybe that could exist or no? I think it certainly could. Um, and you can think of just certain industries that are already under more scrutiny potentially too, right? So actually it kind of came out in this uh, managerial survey we did something as simple as, hey, we are an alcohol brand. Well, it's doesn't for most people, a PSA about drunk driving doesn't necessarily impact their brand, right? But for us, that could. Um, so are there certain industries that people just have higher opinions of than others? Um, and that could impact these results, I think, absolutely. Yeah, yeah and uh, to kind of add to what Ross says, like for, again, this unsafe context depends on, I think it's category specific too, like what type of products you are offering. They might be, again, back, I think Ross mentioned a very good example. So for different product categories, different um, words can be unsafe. So, so there's definitely uh, interesting to look at that as well. That's cool. Yeah. I'm curious as well, too. And I'm, I don't know if you have any, you may not have any sort of like, uh, I guess as to why this is the case, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious about it. But like, what do you think could be reasons why the executives were more correct, it seemed, in being more concerned about this, as opposed to the the more um, the employees were going through and sort of implementing these different things? Because it sounded like there was less concern from them, but more concern from the executives. Any sort of guesses as to what do you think might have been driving that? or? So I've got a potential idea. I don't know how correct it is, but programmatic advertising makes those people that have to implement advertising, it makes their lives easier, right? So maybe it's just something as simple as the executives don't necessarily understand how hard 
uh, it was placing ads uh, in all these different locations previously, whereas those at the front line say, hey, maybe there are some negative impacts of programmatic advertising, but it also gives us so many more impressions uh, at a lower cost and makes my job a lot easier. So I don't know how correct that is, but that's one potential uh, explanation, I think. Okay, yeah. I'm curious as well, too, because you mentioned like keywords being used right now to kind of screen for where ads are placed. Uh, everyone's talking about like AI right now, right? Especially with ChatGPT and things like that. Do you think that there's a potential to leverage those kind of technologies or there's smarter ways to potentially be um, thinking about where ads are being placed going forward? I think there is a huge potential because with these techniques, AI and machine learning, we can, I think we can have better understanding on the context because when you go with keywords, it's kind of, as, as Ross mentioned, like there are a lot of content that might be uh, blocked because of those, they use a specific keywords. But if you can look at the context of discussion, which seems this um, like text analysis tools can help us to better understand the context beyond just looking for keywords. So then that might be a more, I think very helpful uh, to kind of being able to identify the truly unsafe uh, content versus just like some content that mentions a specific keyword. So I think that there's a huge potential to kind of help to identify uh, the context better than what we do just with keywords. Awesome. Cool. Well, you have been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. So thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. Is there anything else that you think would be useful to mention or anything else you want to bring up uh, before we round out today? No, and thank you so much for the opportunity. We appreciate it. And um, if there are questions, we will be happy to con to talk with people if they want to contact us. I'm sure you have they have the email, so we'll be happy to, uh, to discuss uh, ideas with anyone who is interested in this topic. Yeah, ab absolutely. Thank you so much. And for anyone listening, uh, we think we're just kind of introducing the topic to the literature and would absolutely love if you followed up on this uh, research as well. So thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, I think there's tons of space to do so. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. It was great having both of you. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you.